0: Warning, this podcast is a lot to swallow. Both hosts, Jonathan Shane and Michael Gorman are not medically licensed professionals and are only sharing their opinions on subjects spoken about on this podcast. A Lot to Swallow is not held liable for anything you attempt during or after listening to it. Listener's discretion is advised. What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of A Lot to Swallow. If you're here, if it's your first time, get ready. If it's your second time, I cannot believe you clicked play on another episode. You are a brave soul. Mike, how
1: are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's it's a little, it's, it's chilly for California. So it was 50 degrees this morning. You know, if you can believe that, like, <laughs> you know, I think people are, there's a run on winter coats um at the old Navy nearby, but <laughs> um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's Monday. And, you know, what better way to like kick off, ruining my week than having a conversation with you on monday night oh no it's
0: good it's good it's gonna be terrible and by the end we're gonna hate each other and then we'll do it again next week it'll be fun i'm excited it's
1: like it's like the weekend gets you psyched up for the week and you're all excited but i'm here you know i'm here yeah my wife was
0: was, uh my wife was vacuuming and i said i gotta go do something for work and she goes that podcast right and i was like yeah that podcast and then Mm. i got up and left the
1: room so well, because, you know, last week when we recorded the first episode, she was just sitting on the outside of the door live streaming her oh, reactions she, to everything oh, you said.
0: Yeah, especially the parts where, like, you have photos of me and your photo album. Yeah, yeah, she definitely has that. In her oh, way. I believe it. It's good. It's good. All right, so what's cooking? What look, I went first last time, and and, and I feel like my, uh, the subject that's in my head might be a little bit more uh, uh, sensitive. So we'll let you go first. Uh, what's uh, your
1: house? Well, for me, it's like small, like the big thing that I realized like this weekend is how easily how easy it is to get frustrated with human beings like that's not a new revelation, but just when you go out and you interact with people in public and you just realize that little things like, yeah, there's road rage and there's all of that. But the thing that got me the most this weekend was realizing no matter what day or time I went to a store there were just dozens and dozens of people who don't know how to shop who have no idea how to interact with other human beings when they're pushing a shopping cart down an aisle no no clue to the fact that they shouldn't block an aisle completely just so they can sit and stare at what you know type of crackers they're going to buy and i was getting like really increasingly frustrated and then i felt dumb for getting frustrated at human beings who were just like going out and getting their sustenance for the week but then i was also like these are just things that we're never taught. Like there's a lot of little etiquette things in life that I feel like we miss because we don't talk about it in school. So I just think you're I, you old man. I don't know. well I'm just you know, it's no, because <laughs> all the most of these people were older than me. Like oh, so oh, they should know just, like they should really know that you don't need to block a wide supermarket aisle to look at the type of, of tomato sauce you're gonna buy. Like you just don't need to do that. But if they're like, older like, than you,
0: they just they're at a point in life where they just don't care.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's what it is. I think they're just like, I'm out. This is my, you know, I'm doing this. I don't care. Let people, you know, it's, it's like that scene in in what was the movie. Um, you wouldn't have seen it because you're way too young. Fried Green Tomatoes. Kathy Bates gets into an accident.
0: Someone brought yeah. that up to me the other day. Was that you?
1: No, it wasn't me. Oh, someone, um, someone
0: brought that movie up.
1: So Kathy Bates gets into a car. You know, she hits someone's car in a shopping mall parking lot. And the young women who she did it to, who had been annoying her, she's they're like, hey, where they? they're like, I don't know which, I don't honestly remember what they say. This is fascinating podcast content for everyone who's listening right now. People are turning this off left and right. But <laughs> her response to them basically getting mad at her, you know, the hot young people getting mad at the old lady, uh, quote unquote, because she's probably in her 40s, which back then to me when I was watching that movie as a kid made it seem like she was 90. But really, she probably was like 45 um and she's like darling i'm older and i have better car insurance than you like just the idea like you hit a point in your life where car insurance you don't have to worry about it anymore you know you need to have all the limits you don't need to have all that stuff so anyway i don't know i don't know where so i got frustrated at the supermarket this weekend is basically what i'm saying and honestly most likely i got frustrated because they didn't have the things that i wanted and so then i was that person who was upset because i had a coupon for three dollars off egg life egg wraps, which would make them be three dollars, and they were completely sold out because apparently everyone was using the coupons. So I got a little frustrated. Hopefully they're gonna have some more tomorrow. But you go to the store, it says something's on sale, you can't get it. So then you want to block an aisle with your card, I guess. So that's really my wine. I'm I'm like whiny is where I'm at tonight. Like no,
0: it's I'm like just like
1: trauma surface. It's a whiny. Yeah. It's a whiny Monday. Well, I got attacked by a hornet this morning, you know, so I'm all like, I'm all stung. Like, honestly, it was like, (laughs) I put on a show out there. So right next to where I live is this like nature preserve area. And I like to bring a coffee out there in the morning. And I had a hornet fly into my hoodie and then fly under my shirt. And I could feel it stinging me. So I literally had to like rip all my clothes off on the, on the slough. Which I had to, I had to get the hornet out. Like, what else am I going to do? It's the thing is like attacking me, which there's a lot of, I guess the term we use now is unhoused people that sometimes are out there and do some things that would look like a crazy person running in a circle, ripping their hoodie and their shirt off to get a get a hornet out. So I felt like I was at home. But there's also a lot of, you know, it's very public running in circles, ripping off my clothes on the internet because I was getting attacked by a hornet. So that's kind of where my Monday's at. I don't know. That's a lot of rambling. So you seem to have something you want to talk about. I will throw it over to you.
0: Oh no. I kind of feel bad though. I just when I saw that story, I forgot about that. When I first read it though, I meant to text you a laughing emoji, but I was like, I don't think it's as funny as it is painful in this moment. It's still really funny though. I just
1: Oh no, it was funny. It was it was hilarious. Like You're on someone's TikTok a,
0: right now. Guarantee I mean you're on someone's TikTok right now. Unlike
1: a bee, a hornet can sing you more than once. A yellow jacket definitely can sing you more than once. Like it's not dying when it stings you and you don't they don't really leave a stinger behind. So what you it's, not that, it's not that bad, but what you what?
0: experience today mm. is my wife's greatest fear. fact, mm. like my wife has this huge fear of stinging insects, but she's never been stung before. She doesn't even know what it mm. feels like, but she's terrified of it. So that's Well, funny. I'll
1: have to I'll have to tell her sometime about the time that I got attacked by a nest of hornets and probably got stung like thirty to forty times on one arm. That was yeah, fun.
0: Great, and then I will be single because she will die of a panic attack. So that'll be fantastic. Mm. So good.
1: Uh, okay. okay.
0: So my uh my topic. Okay. So so what really stirred this, and I and I don't want to get into the actual like our opinions on this subject because I just don't want to go there right now. It's just too sensitive. But uh, what really stirred this was the world, the, the war in the Middle East right now. Oh goodness. And, hey, uh, hold on, hold on. We're, we're not going to talk about it specifically. But but I really started to become very. Uh, aware of just how much humans on social media and it's kind of this doesn't necessarily tie into what we're going to talk about uh the main topic of the podcast mm-hmm. today but it's this idea of like this the, some of the fake like not fakery but like so many people can become passionate about things that they know nothing about
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and i don't know why that irritates me about humans like when, when, and people, I think people get impassioned and they feel really passionate about a subject, whatever that subject might be. And, and they just talk like, like when Americans talk about something going off on the other side of the world or going on and they they have no idea what it's like in that situation at all, but they talk like they know. And they're not even talking like they're trying to gather an idea or like they have an opinion. They're talking as if they're the one dictating the truth. And I, and you see you see you see that in like the 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 world we work in too. So like that's just kind of what started in me. But I've been thinking about that this week. It's really irritating me. Like like humans like to talk as if they know. Like especially when they don't. Right when they, if you notice a lot of people that know a lot, they're pretty humble in their approach to conversations. It's the ones that are really talking from secondhand experience or observation that that come out with a kind of like. It's not I, again. I don't think it's intentional cockiness. I think it's passion that masks ignorance, and they just get super impassioned about something. And but the problem with it is that like you're talking about something that you just don't you know nothing about. You have no idea what you're talking about, but you're talking about it like you're there, like it's the first like like it's first person view, man. And that just it just grinds my gears. It grinds my gears. Well, I think it's people
1: the way that news has now become almost like social media and people are getting their, their news from social media. It's like people jump from headline to headline and get fired up and don't go deeper. You know, a lot of people do, but a lot of louder voices don't and they decide that because someone that they like or they follow takes a stance that that's a the stance they should take and they should be passionate about it. And I think it gets, it get influ, it get influenced, lost the ability to speak there for a second it gets influenced also by the desire because it goes back to that thing that social media has created in all of us which is like that every person's opinion matters which everyone has a right to an opinion but at the end of the day like if i'm not engaging with you you don't have to you know shove your opinion down my throat Mm -hmm. like you can put your opinion out there use your social media by all means to do that but it 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 crosses over into attacks. It crosses over into things that just become like, like you said, like an entitlement and empowerment thing when really it should remain a passion thing. Like it's, it's just so funny how easily swayed people can be when they see something that they haven't been exposed to before. And all of a sudden they're like, this is how I should feel about this issue. I'm going to ram forward on it. Like it's funny. Cause the, <laughs> the biggest example that jumps into my head that I saw today Has nothing to do with your example, but there's a, there's this propensity now of, there's a lot of, you know, again, we're treading really close to one of the topics I want to talk about tonight, but a certain fitness influencer who loves to basically do reaction, like reaction videos, that actually could have been my thing. The thing that pisses me off in the world today, probably the most is reaction videos, um, which I guess when you're talking about them, it's like now we're doing a reaction podcast, but anyway, um. This guy does reaction videos to, like, fitness people and memes and all of that stuff. And you know the Mike O'Hearn memes that are out there, the baby don't hurt me? Mike O'Hearn bodybuilder memes, no? No. Okay, then you clearly haven't been on the internet at all for the past two to three years.
0: Yeah, we we talked uh, about this. There are things you bring up and know that I am just completely oblivious to for some reason.
1: Well, if you're in the health and fitness space, Mike O'Hearn is, is a bodybuilder he claims to be natty he's he not that,
0: okay michael but, no
1: yeah oh. the michael Trendman. his yeah. name is michael hearn is his actual name um but you know those memes there's millions of them it's the same template it's the, the baby don't hurt me song and it's a slowed down video of him from the gym he doesn't make them it's meme pages like he's become a meme template now the same way kevin james has become a meme template again recently the king of queens so this guy today reacted to a Michael micro Trend meme and basically was like, who is this guy? And like making fun of how Michael Hearn looks and like getting people riled up to want to like find out who he is and track him down and cancel him and go in hard at him. And the thing that only gave me hope for humanity was the number of people in the comments going, dude, this is a meme template that everyone uses. Like, it's not this guy. Calm down. 10 to 1 though it was people like, yeah, let's find him, let's cancel him, let's get rid of him. And it's like you're you're running in a direction without information. Like you share you, this
0: on your stories or anything?
1: No, no, no. Oh, rats. I would love to play. I say I say out of drama online. I would have
0: loved the audience to hear the real, not see it, but they could they
1: heard. know it's it's all they have to hear is the baby don't hurt me song and this guy going off being like and who do you get to say that you're the one that gets to make the rules? Blah, blah, blah. That's my best impression of the guy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it goes back to this idea of so we get very passionate about defending people and very passionate about people we care about. And sometimes we run off in directions that we don't pay attention to where we're running. And it just in the end, it's it's frustrating for people to see, I guess. I don't know. Really? I don't yeah, know what I'm talking uh, no. about now, but
0: no, no, no it's just like. I know it's this way. And I'm like, do you, do you really know it's this way? Okay. Why can't you just be humble enough to go, you know, based off of what I've observed, this is how I think it is. That's a much more appropriate response, but it's this way. You're a liar. And I'm like, dude, how do you know that? Where are you getting this from? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and Even even with like, when um, we see this in the space we work in too, right? A fitness health space, all that. Um, people will say things like, "like, um, oh yeah, like, uh, uh oh, like, spinach is killing you." It's a good one.
1: Mm. Uh, uh,
0: how do you know this? Well, you know, petri dish. I'm like, okay, but you don't, you don't like, you don't know this. Like, you, you're, you're extrapolating here. Just, just say it, and then if other people anecdotally he- feel good from it, that's great. But, but I mean, that's a that's a strong statement to make. People make strong statements when they're impassioned by something.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you this is this we could go off up probably for another half hour Literally. talking about people the way people pick and choose data to fit their point and not the other way around, actually examining the data, accepting the data for what it is, even if the data is contrary to your personal experience. I think that's the hard thing for people when you know, and now we're really tangenting. But especially when it comes to, like, stu- like we're keto-, we're keto guys on some levels. Like, there are studies that show, you know, in- as far as, like, affecting weight loss in general, that most weight loss plans, if you follow them, can give similar results. It's the nuance and all the different other pieces that come into play with them all. But people want to pick and choose what pieces of data they use to attack things or support things. Mm. Instead of just being like, Let's look at that data and let's accept a study is just a study, you know, and there's so many variables when it comes to a study and how was it run and who were the people that were involved and in. like this. One of the big ones that was being talked about over the past week was, you know, red meat increases your, your propensity to have type two diabetes, but they weren't saying what the red meat was consumed with. Like there's yes. a lot, you know, so it's, so the variable there is red meat but they don't talk about the other habits and behaviors of the people that are in the study anyway. So the idea is that so now people who are against red meat can pick and choose that information. You know, it's like don't you don't get to cherry pick data when it comes to data. Science is science and whether you want to agree with it or not, it is what it is. Huh. It doesn't have to change what you feel strongly about, but it should change how you present what you talk about. So, Lane Norton would kiss your head right now. <laughs> well, it's funny. I <laughs> <laughs> we, cause we probably have friends listening to this who are trying to support us doing a new podcast who despise hearing that name come up. And I've shared some of his posts before. And every time I do, I get attacked, you know, that he hates keto. And I'm like, I, I don't care. Like at the end of the day, I'm not looking to him to be, he's, he's not an idol to me or anything along those lines. Like he's not someone I worship. It's in this post, he presented information that I feel is valid. And I appreciate the way that he looks at some things. Like, do I think that he's missing some pieces of the puzzle? Of course I do. Do I think that he's another one of those people that's like, well, all you have to do is x, y, and Z, and then you'll be fine, not taking into the human you know into account the human experience of the people trying to do that, x, y, and z. Of course. but doesn't invalidate the information. Like you can be okay with sharing things from someone that you disagree with, and it doesn't have to mean you're in a battle or a fight or that you're supporting everything that that person does
0: yeah what's uh What what's the phrase i really actually would really like this phrase we'll, we'll 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 go into the next subject on a positive note phrase phrase note note phrase anyways mm-hmm. um two things can be right at the same time i enjoy i enjoy that because it's so true there's so many things the truth the truth is most of the time when it comes to like the nuances of living life very gray area and it's not just mm-hmm. like one thing it's like multiple things woven in together that make this complex truth of how humans function the truth of it all so two things can be right at the same time and i think a lot of people because of our tribalism a lot of people have a hard time with that idea even though it's just Mm -hmm. the way that whether you like it or not that's the reality like because and how you know this is because when you say one thing helps you something else maybe even the complete opposite has helped somebody else and that's in any facet of life so obviously two things can be right at the same time because they're happening right now as you're talking so Mm -hmm. it's just a universal truth no 100 percent. all right where's the beef where's the beef
1: so this is since we are just getting the show going we'll reiterate Up first, we talk about what's cooking, which is topics that are on our minds. Sometimes they're interesting. Apparently, like tonight, sometimes part of it isn't interesting at all and probably made you want to turn the show off. But if you're still here, we're glad that you hung in. Mostly what I was saying. Yeah, Uh, I'll always own that. But where's the beef is kind of the main crux of what we were thinking about talking about this week or, you know, something beyond a little bit of an irritation. and something that we felt like we could dive into in a more beefy way. Um, and I feel like this week, we are we going to get to junk food after Where's the Beef? I think we need to.
0: Yeah, we should. We should. We should have yeah. uh, some things to discuss. Yes. Yeah,
1: definitely. So we'll get to what junk food is in a few minutes. But Where's the Beef first? Where, do you want to go? Do you want me to, to start <laughs> it off? <by? laughs> I thought you were going. I'm just going to let you. I'll go, I'll go. I'll go. So one of the things, <laughs> when when John and I were talking about this podcast coming together, and like one of the... One of the the discussions that we were having when we were talking about it, he stopped and he's like, "Well, we got to save this and talk about this on the podcast, and not just rant about it while we're, you know, in the beginning stages." And that has to do with like all of those little, and this in some ways relates to the "What's Cooking" section, I guess. It does. It's, It's all of those little things that you see online that you end up realizing are not. Not that they're not true, but they're warping the truth, or making things up from a perspective of marketing. And I've worked in marketing. We're on you know, John's an entrepreneur. Marketing is important, but it's also like some of it is just so obvious that it's like, okay, we need to move on from that. like there there are just some things that we need to lock up in a cabinet and say, you had your time you were fantastic a lot of people bought into you while, we, while you were out there but now we're all a little more aware and we know that that's just a it's just a tactic mm-hmm. and some of them are probably things that we all still do and probably will continue to do but that doesn't mean that even though i might do it in two weeks i can still be frustrated by it because i'm a human being i'll start with an example one <laughs> One of the things that makes me laugh the most on social media is when someone says, a lot of you have been asking about, a lot of you have been messaging me about, I get a lot of messages asking me about X. A lot of you want to see Y. No, no, no one. No (laughs) one has asked. Maybe, maybe one person has asked. I'll say I have caught myself saying that sometimes when like, Two people have asked something. But the phrase a lot of people has to go away. Like, no, I'm very sorry. A lot of people don't care about how you cooked your eggs. You can share how you cooked your eggs. You can do something really exciting about it. And it may be something that people enjoy and learn from, but don't frame it as so many of you want my egg secret. How how do you how? Why? What? Where does that come from? what is it? you know the flip side not the flip side of that coin but the same side of that coin is the would a lot of you like to see you know would you like so you've already like let's take people inside the the minds of an influencer and that's the other thing is like i own the label i own the label i own the label influencer anyone who really gets a following on social media and is purposely creating content you're influencing people influencer isn't a dirty word Gen Z tried to turn it into a dirty word to be like, we're not influencers. We're just people who influence or whatever. Like, (laughs) that's not how it works. You know, I'm not because there's so many negative connotations to the word influencer now and it's the butt of so many jokes. But really, that's what it is. It's you're in the influencer space. You're creating content. So you have this great idea for something you want to share with people and you want to build some hype around it. So, one of the main ways that people try to build hype around content they're already planning to share is to put up in their stories, would you like to see this? And sometimes it's, sometimes it really is, I'm going to put some work into something and I don't want to put that work into it unless I know my audience is interested in it. But when it's something like, do you want to see everything I bought at the store yesterday? Do you want to see, you know, I made a smoothie this morning. Are you interested in my smoothie? You've already filmed a video or a reel about the smoothie. Just post the video or the reel about the smoothie. You don't have to keep asking people. You don't have to pretend like 79% of you because four people said they wanted to see it and one person said they didn't. Like, Hey, get it. hey don't crap on polls, Mike. Don't crap on polls. I love polls. Or- I think I just want – this message is going out to the influencers who are listening. They are use, to, like, so judge. Use a poll <laughs> when you actually need to use a poll. Don't use a poll to steer people to an answer that you want to get from them is all I'm saying.
0: Oh, yeah, you manipulating sons of
1: guns. Right. <laughs> Offer, help people, you know, I and this is one of the things like, it was called several years ago, it was called new marketing or inbound marketing. And it's the idea of helping people It's not about telling people that you have the right product or service for them. It's about talking to people about where they're currently at and helping them find their way to what the right answer is, whether you're the right answer or not, you know, helping people identify their pain points and find a solution to their pain points. And along the way, you can say, Hey, if this is one of your pain points, this might be a solution. And I offer this, do you want to talk about it? But you can also help people find their way to something that's not the answer that you want them to get to. Don't try to manipulate people to a certain place. Don't use tricks. Don't do any of that garbage. Like put yourself out there, be real and honest. If you want to do a poll, cause you want real answers, do a poll and get real answers, but don't say a lot of people. <laughs> like, Don't say a, a lot of people have asked about my skincare routine. No one's asking me or you for our skincare routine. People might ask you for how you keep your hair in one place at some point. I'm sure at some point ask, someone's done that. Literally. Well, no they will one. they will now cuz I'll I'll make them. But if you're and that's like the other thing is like when you again, this is just going to be me ranting, so I want you to get in here at some point. But you and I talk about this a lot when it. you know we're when when we're putting, you know, when we're like doing audits on our website and looking at different things and like there have been times where I've said we're hiding the price of this from people. You know, they have to jump through hoops before they can get to the price put your price out there. Don't, I think the old way of thinking was you have to really make people want something before you show them the price because the price could scare them off. The reality is the price scares them off anyway, if it's not going to be something that they're, you know, interested in spending on. I think it's better to arm people with information. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's why I'm not a billionaire. I'm not Gary i I'm not any of these people. But I would rather see people be more honest and upfront with their messages than Aww. try to trick people into getting the message.
0: See, that's why I keep them around, guys. Mike, that's so warm and cuddly
1: of you to say. Aww. Well, because I've fallen. I mean, we've all fallen for shtick in the you know ourselves. Like, no, oh, me. I don't ever fall for shtick. I'm I, way too. I'm way too observant for that. I feel like we could probably find some things in the office behind you on this video if only y'all could see it. That you know you fell for
0: thousand percent thousand percent
1: <laughs> like I, what is what key, what key, keto break keto brick hey don't i'm, don't do I'm just teasing I'm just teasing, robert, just I'm just be teasing robert i'm just teasing he's not gonna, he robert and crystal aren't gonna listen to this
0: no but somebody else is and they're gonna snidbit this little piece i, I, I hope so it to him and i'm gonna get an email six months from now when he gets to it
1: I and hope so. So would, and I gonna, will be. I, I'm here for it. We don't I'm do. Here we don't,
0: it. You know. And when he does, we're gonna read the email on the podcast, and then someone's gonna soundbite that and send it to him. And it's just gonna be a nice cycle. It'll be. It'll be beautiful. It's something. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. I think that on, and, and completely dead honest, I, I don't. I've never like consciously thought about some of the examples you just brought up, but I think I've always been subconsciously aware. I don't know, like, like for example. When I see a video of like, or when I see it where someone's like, so many people ask me about this. Um, I tend to skip those videos a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the minute I hear that phrase, I skip it. And it and I've never really taken time to think that in that moment when I hear it, I go, Oh, you're full of crap. I just so like like my subconscious just loses interest because it's almost like I know, like I know it's full of poo-poo. Right. Cause it's like, and I've done that, don't be wrong. And and I'm here to say, I have done that. And it was cringy and cheesy. I think that, in fact, I think there's been times that I've done that. You've even told me, you're like, no one asked you that. Mm, I remember once I was beer, I mean, beer care routine. I was like, I've been asking about my beer. And you're like, no, no one asked it. I was like,
1: yeah, no, not really. Not really. Well, that's the message I send. If, especially if it's someone I know, and they're like, everyone's been asking. I just write, I send a message. I'm like, no one asked you this. <laughs> and the message I usually get back is, shut up. Um <laughs> And it's also why every so often I like to like with a sarcastic tone say that on a story, everyone has been asking me about my blue cheese dressing recipe,
0: and I get the I get the marketing no, tactic behind mm-hmm. it because the idea is people are tribal. So if they hear like if they're watching something, and because people might be asking, well, why why do people do that in the first place? I think that's important to explain mm-hmm. like, explain why people do it. It's because we're tribal in nature, and we also we have FOMO like a fear of missing out for all of you older people, Uh fear of missing out. And what that basically what that does is when someone says, when they start the video with everybody's been asking me, you in your, in your deepest parts of your psyche want to be one of the people asking. So you right. go, you're oh. like, I
1: didn't, I didn't ask. Should I have been asking? Yeah, exactly.
0: What? It's what like, oh, everybody's interested in this. I should be interested in this. And so you watch it. And so, you know, that's where like, they, they say that and no one has been asking, but, uh, ten thousand people got the answer mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to a question no one asked it's, its genius but and I think that um like like a company like mine you know that y- you've done such an amazing job helping me steer it and navigate the marketing side of things um I think that's one reason why this the the organic growth can be really slow because we're very intentional about making sure that we don't do those superficial hurdles to to gain attention it's real raw like here's the information Here's our prices. Here's this. Uh this is how it is, right? Because we want to genuinely give you, we want to arm you with information. Um and I think that a lot of people, you know, you I think the same people they get enticed by the video to want to get healthy that end up making them buy coaching. The the person that's selling them the coaching is enticed by a billionaire's video on how to become a billionaire, right? It it, it there's always like a a ladder effect. So to speak, oh, yeah. um, and so, like they watched a video where a billionaire was like, "All right, a lot of people have been asking me how I made a billion dollars." And then they're like, "Oh, how did you make a billion dollars?" No one asked them that. They recorded that at two am. No one asked. Um And so they watched the video and they're like, "Oh, this is exciting. I need to do exactly what he just did in this video, but like in the context of my niche, and you start playing with people's brains, and the thing is, is that it works. And so you're validated in the currency, but not in the integrity
1: that you're that you could have. So, oh, you know one hundred percent you know and and there was I was just thinking of something something else that it it tangents with, but it's well, the billionaires you're talking about, like that's why I love the jokes that go around about it, like you want to, you wanna learn the number one secret to making a billion dollars, I just need a thousand of you to send me a thousand dollars, like I don't know if that's the math, that's right, but anyway, um, you know, send me ten thousand dollars, and I'll teach you how to make a billion, and you get a note that says get 10,000 people to send you $10,000. Like,
0: right, there's a million, nice. That's a
1: million, see, only a million. Um. So I need 10,000 people to send me $10,000. Um, um. No, but it's just this idea. And I think it's one of those things that came from, honestly, when I first, my introduction to marketing, like working in marketing, was I was working for a construction company and we were using, we were looking at new ways to market, you know, commercial construction, From a, you know, not from the old school perspective, because a lot of, you know, there were a lot of new buyers of real estate, a lot of younger buyers of real estate, like, and the old messages weren't working anymore. You know, door to door with postcards and door hangers wasn't the way to find out about a plaza anymore. Like, people wanted a website, they wanted social media presence, you know, they want to connect with your company, they want to feel like they understand you. Like, I think all of that's really important. You know, I think helping people understand what your real voice is is really important, but I think it's, stay away from those things that don't feel like yourself Mm. you know stay away from those things that just and that's why often like when i think about something like i think about how i would respond to seeing something i'm putting together like if i at all feel like "Mm, the cheese is getting a little too heavy in this in this you know this story i'm putting together or this ad Mm. or this page of the website like not and i'm not talking about you know actual cheese like keto cheese whatever but i'm just meaning like the fact that like i look at it and i'm like "Mm, that's pushing it a little too far like there's just so many like little things and it goes back to like we we were talking about before we started recording as well like now that the algorithm has changed for you know instagram it used to be like really easy to connect with people and get in front of your audience and now you can have a hundred thousand followers and your posts get put in front of like two thousand of your followers like It's the percentages are ridiculous. So everyone is like afraid, like because people who have been making money consistently through social media are now finding like their audiences are disappearing and it's because of the way, you know, the social, the actual app is working. So they turn to social media gurus who are like, this is the way to get in front of the app. Now, you know, this for a while, it was just do reels. Reels are what's what are getting the attention now apparently carousel posts are getting more attention and i call next crap week, on that carousels don't work for jack crap see but i also you know it just depends like i i don't think it's i don't think anyone really has an answer so it's just a lot of stabs in the dark yeah There's a lot of desperation there and i understand it like when this is when your income stream is highly dependent on social media it can be a scary place to be when that oh. all becomes unstable
0: you know, it's, it's interesting being, being an entrepreneur, you know, and, 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 even though, you know, uh, you don't own the company I mean you, you, you work, you're, you're a vital asset to it. 1000%. I wouldn't be able to do it without you. And, and we both depend on social media, right? Like that's just, that's just the reality of the, of the, the situation. And, um, it is, it is extremely, um, you know, you know, like we put a, and, and just to kind of, I guess we could bring them in a little bit into the backbones of it. Like like the amount of work and effort and time that we put into discussing and going through trial and error of of getting in front of more people, lead generation, you know, doing it organically and inorganically. like all the things that go into actually trying to create a stable business where you can offer jobs, offer employment, make a large impact and difference it's a lot like when you see those people that are really really successful and this could be even be a topic for another night at some point um but uh those are one in a million and not that you can't achieve that but like they have been at it i mean they have been at it for decades most of the time it's very those people that pop off like they go from like nothing to everything overnight that is such a rarity in society like that is not that is not a typical situation. And something that you said a little while ago is talking about like like stick, stick to what you know, stick to who you are. And something that's really interesting for me is being so young, you know, like I got married when I was 20 and 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 obviously married still. Well, I guess you you might not know that if you're the first time ever hearing my voice, I'm married still. Um, and uh but like even though I'm I was still a really young man when I got married, and so like the man I am today is very different than the man I was when I got married, very different in a lot of ways than the man I was when I started this company. When I started posting on social media, I, mean, I look at videos back then and videos now, and I talk different. My thoughts are very different. They've evolved, they've grown, they've matured. Um, and so I find sometimes it's like, that can be, and maybe you don't, I don't know if you experience this at all, uh, but I know maybe there's younger influencers out there and younger coaches or whoever that's listening to this but it, it's almost hard to navigate because who you were three years ago is not who you are now. And so you have to like learn how to be confident enough to shift your content or whatever you're trying to do to who you are and like, let that happen naturally and not force it and not try to keep yourself in one place because that's what you're told to do. And then you burn yourself out. There's like a, there's like a natural change. And I think that for younger influencers, that is a challenging hurdle to overcome because you're not at a place where you're like, okay, I'm 40, 50 years old. I know who I am. I've experienced all, a good amount of life. I have plenty of life ahead of me. And in all reality, right? 50 is is, is very young. It's not old. Uh, But I've experienced to where I know exactly who I am. And I think for most 20-year-olds, right, um, going into their early 30s, they're Just figuring out who they are in their late 20s. Like they're really starting to cement that together. And if they started earlier than that, and they're transitioning into that age range, it's such a, um, it's hard to keep your integrity, not for the lack of trying, but you have to be very aware you like, you know, like, I have to be hyper aware of, of where my heart's at and things I have a good group of people around me that help keep me, you know, from feeling overwhelmed to where I panic, right. I'm able to like think straight and make calculated moves based off of where my heart's at and where my mind's at. And I just, I, this could be a whole other podcast, but uh, definitely not necessarily part of the main subject of where's the beef, but um, definitely something that, that that's been on my mind is just like navigating that with integrity in this stage of life I'm in. If you're, if you're in a bad situation where you're by yourself, you're around a bad group of people, um and all those things are against you it can be really hard to navigate that in an honest and and positive way
1: well i I think what comes into play that you're talking about is like we grow and change and Mm -hmm. it's i think what's we're all you know the younger generation now i feel like i'm 75 saying that but the younger generation they grew up online you know a lot you know people 30 and younger grew up online like 35 and younger like having a social media presence So a lot of times, like, you get into patterns and types of posting and things that you're known for, and then you don't want to do that stuff anymore. And if you start doing other things, your engagement changes. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: it's like you see people then having to force themselves to go back to do things that they were doing five years ago, because that's what gets people to engage with them. And it's, you know, having to get to a point where you realize that the people, if you're putting out there if if your goal is just engagement then do whatever you need to do to chase engagement i see people doing that all the time but if your goal is to present yourself present yourself and let the people that want to follow follow like there's an irony to us having a discussion about this topic because i realized as we're talking it was three years ago today that my main social my main instagram account got deleted without warning and yeah so I had 20,000 followers, which back then was a little bit more, you know, more than it would seem to be impressive now. Um, You'd be like 40 at this point. I went, um, I had posted something and was dealing with another kind of offline situation and went to go just look, you know, open Instagram and scroll my feed. And my account was gone. And Instagram, many, many weeks later, Eventually said, yeah, your account was disabled by accident, but it's gone now. So nothing we can do, you know, good luck. Enjoy the rest of your life. So three years ago, I had to rebuild the, the platform that I had created, like, and reconnect with people and find people. And who keeps the download, you know, you should, but who keeps, you know, who keeps a downloaded list of the people that you're following and the people you're paying attention to? Like, you know, that whole, the old adage that it all could go away overnight happened. Like I had business deals that were in the works. I had people, you know, companies ready to sponsor my podcast. We work on the details. All of that went away because my follower count went down to zero. And you learn that a lot of the things that you think are really real in the social space aren't, but the connections you make with people can be. So, you know, in the end, it, it, it goes back to just staying true to yourself. Like, and if navigating that is challenging, navigate that as something that's challenging. Like, Find your way to do that so it never feels like you're betraying yourself or beating yourself out to keep doing something is all I would say.
0: I agree. About that. I agree. Wow. Thank you for your wise words, mm. old grasshopper.
1: Um, that's not the right. Anyways. Uh, not at all. All right. Junk food. <laughs> <laughs> junk food. <laughs> so junk food, which we didn't do last week in the first episode, is where we want to talk. You know, get a chance to kind of talk about – because this podcast is also just about us having conversations – about anything we're watching or reading or, you know, pop culturally, what's going on. If there's anything we care about, I'll let you know. 99% of the time, I'm not going to care about any celebrity news or anything along those lines. Um, you know, John's, John's the one that is a, a Swifty at heart and cares mostly about you, that.
0: you said about the friend's guy death?
1: Am I upset about it? I, I'm upset when any human being dies. Am I?
0: Okay. Okay. Heart,
1: okay. Am I heartbroken over it? It
0: yeah, feels if, like a very
1: like. I real- No, but I honestly like it's. This and this is where I sound like a cold, heart, horrible person. Like, horrible things happen every day. And if it was an accident, it's horrible. If it's anything else, it's horrible. If it was just na- nature and he had a heart attack, horrible. I feel, I feel bad for his family. I don't, I don't, I'm not that concerned about, oh, yeah, were,
0: were you not like obsessed with friends? I wasn't. You know, it's funny. I always thought everybody around me is obsessed with friends. And then one of the actors dies and like, no one's obsessed with friends. Like I thought they were. So I'm like, who is obsessed with friends? Well,
1: is there's a lot of people. Now? I mean, and it's, it's anytime I, I, you know, I could just get wrapped up in, you know, I death there's, there's degrees of separation when it comes to people passing and hmm. you feel, you feel bad for the person's family and the, their friends, hmm. but that, that has no impact at the end on, on my life. I, I'm blessed that I'm breathing is is really what things like that happening, you know, that my friends and family are alive.
0: Right. So we're not going to talk about pop culture deaths. Okay.
1: Well, let's, I mean, I'd rather, (laughs) it gets dark and morbid. Like you talk about stuff like that. Like what do you, what, 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 you know, what what are we qualified to talk about on a subject like that? Just how we feel about it personally. Like,
0: yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, I, I can't think of anything right now. Uh, Nothing stung as of late when it comes to pop culture or celebrities. So I don't have a good example on top of my head. But yeah, I mean, that's it, right? Well, I and mean, you can
1: miss someone. Me. You can miss the things they were creating. And like, you know, yeah. I think musicians hit people hard because they feel like, you know, the something that they related really strongly to, whether it's a song or an album, like the person that created it is gone. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I also think it's okay to put it in the context of it being a, a human being passing and every, the, the death of any human being is tragic.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Okay. So, so not to nonchalantly just pass on that. Event. Right.
1: I, you're the one that brought it up. You're the one that,
0: I thought I was going to ask and you were going to go, yeah, man, I really like that show. It's sad, but like, he was a great actor. And he, he, he left the impression on a lot of people. That's what I, that's what I thought the answer was going to be. And it's not what happened. So <laughs>
1: what's your, what your what's your what's your well, drug my junk food was going to be loki season two. Oh yes long-care. yeah yeah where john and i and also our our friend aaron who some of you listening and he may end up listening to this you know used to talk a lot about marvel properties and we've talked about how of late a lot of them have been weaker and i honestly am i'm ready to say that i almost think loki season two i don't know how far into it you are if you're caught up but Without going into spoilers, because we didn't warn people, I will say that I think it may be on track to be better than season one. So, I'm
0: not fully caught up yet, but I've watched enough to where, like, even, let's just talk about the first episode alone. Not, not, no new details, no spoilers. But, like, first episode alone, I was like, for a TV show, this is intense. There's a lot going on right now. Like, and, oh my gosh, Tom Hilton. What a great actor. Mm-hmm. What a
1: great actor! He's good. The first episode answered a lot of questions from the end of the first season, and not in ways that anyone was expecting. Like there were so many like YouTube theory videos about what did what does the end of season one of Loki mean for the next season? Like where is he? You know, yeah. At this point, season one, I don't I don't mind talking about spoilers for season one. Excuse me, at the end of season one, if you're a Loki fan. Loki is at the TVA headquarters and no one there recognizes him. And I think to a person, every theory related to there being an alternate TVA or an alternate timeline or the main timeline was changed and get it because everyone is so sucked into like the multiverse stuff with Marvel now. And this season, that wasn't the answer. You Uh know, like I don't, I'm not going to give away what the actual answer was, but that wasn't the answer at all. So I sat there like, everything that I thought this might be about isn't what this is about. Okay. So now I got to pay attention.
0: Which I think is good. I think, I think that I think, I don't know. I feel like writers sometimes try to do that. They try to like assume what the audience is thinking is going to happen next. And then do like a, a switcheroo. So they have that, mm-hmm. that, that, Oh my gosh, I have to pay attention. What's about to happen. But I feel like that's a, um, it's a hit or miss, right? Like, like uh, Love and Thunder. <laughs> Let's bring up a bad one. So so uh, KetoCon last year, which is an event that me and Mike go to uh, sometimes, uh, We uh, there was a movie theater. We went and watched a movie together. We went and watched uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah it was last year. Yep. Yeah, 2022. 2022. And uh, we. Uh, it was sad because it was the first time I got to watch a Marvel movie with Mike in person. I was very excited about that. And it was a horrible movie.
1: Like I remember oh, watching that. It, it was a steaming pile of dog crap. It was like, so bad. It took in the previous film in the Thor series, they realized that Thor could do serious and could handle comedy. So they decided to just be like, "We're going to be wacky. Everything's going to." And and honestly, they got, they made it a little too wacky in Endgame and Infinity War at times, and I think it kind of grew from there. But this was just like. The story was all over the place. None of it made sense. Like turn go- Gore, the God Butcher, into a sitcom. Yeah, and and he is one of the, in the comics, like one of the darkest, most powerful characters, you know. That's been there. Like he literally, even in this film, and they kind of skip over it. He's just traveling from world to world and slaughtering these beings that are known as the gods on the in those worlds. I was, and they just they're like, oh, well, he's killed like twenty of them so far, like. There was no weight to the story. No pun intended. Like, I was
0: expecting to see blood everywhere, and it was nowhere. I don't think there's any blood in that whole movie.
1: And, well, because the movie... they It was a movie. And this is also where we could have a whole other meta discussion about the fact that these are properties that are for children, not for adult men who are talking about them on podcasts. And so I think they went a little too far in the... This is for kids' direction, especially with that ending. Like... Everyone can be Thor, like the spoilers. Um, but it was just there was. I, I honestly feel like Marvel had story and direction up until Endgame and has a, had a few bright moments since then, but has really floundered for the most part because they don't really know where they're going or what they're doing. And now they seem to know where they're going, but. They don't know how to get there because this is where marketing and money comes back into the discussion. They had some series, including Loki season one on Disney plus that did well. So they're like, let's just keep cranking them out and let's crank out six or seven a year. And then they started bombing because they weren't putting the work and the effort into them that they had put into other things. They were focusing. I'll phrase it this way, focusing more on making the stories quote unquote relatable and less about caring about the actual story. And, yeah. you know, one of the great things about Marvel is, like, the rich history of their characters. And they were just throwing a lot of that away to, you know, just have buzzwords and things be flashy and fun and all of that. And I think they lost – they lost – and this is one of the things that I think, too, happens. Like, people don't pay attention to the fact that these are all stories that we were reading when we were 10, you know, 8, 9, 10. Like, there was no – you know, it wasn't like, oh, you can grow up now and start reading the Avengers. There were some really wild, crazy things happening in those comics. And we're reading it when we're kids because it's like reading an epic novel, but in monthly segments instead of like all at once. Like, yeah. I think they tried to dumb things down a lot and they went way too far and the audience reacted to it. And yeah. so that's why they're canceling a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that Thor 5 is in the works and they got rid of the director, Teki Wakakiri?
1: Kiki-kiki. Like a white TD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which he is fantastic. Like he, he's done a lot of really great stuff. He is great with comedy. I feel like Ragnarok Thor Ragnarok did so well that they said, go crazy and do whatever you want to do in Thor four. Yeah. So no. he was like, I'm going to do a movie. That's my style, which fully was in his style. And it was not in Thor style.
0: There's only two things I'm concerned about. One is that they'll try to go too far in the other direction and it'll be like too dark and it'll be like, like, uh, uh, Thor, uh, Dark World. I liked that movie. A lot of people didn't like it. I liked it. I enjoyed it, but it was like there was no depth to the story. It was just like dark elves and death. And like, I like that, but like, a lot of people don't, right? They wanted more, more, more to it. Uh, but, and then also like with, loki doing so good i mean eventually they're gonna have to like come back like, how are they gonna take this loki that's doing so well and just the the story so and how are they gonna how are they gonna bring thor where he's at now they're gonna have to come up with another movie where he does really well and the development comes back because like to put them together now just wouldn't make any sense like it would just would i don't know if it would go well
1: well this is one of the things that that, that marvel is falling into a trap they're falling into is continuity And it's either they're thinking that people aren't paying attention to it, or they're trying to pay too much attention to continuity. Because like I was having a discussion with my sister, we're talking about this week's Loki and she was saying something. And I was like, you remember that this Loki that we're seeing on this show, he's not the Loki that ended up growing and changing and becoming relatively good. You know, he is the Loki that just finished the battle of New York in the first Avengers movie. He's the Loki that was slaughtering people and had no cares about slaughtering people. So as he changed and developed in the series, yes, but he's not the guy that sacrificed himself for Thor. He's not the guy that's done all those things. Like he watched he's a different person. What? He watched himself oh, do it. he watched himself do it and didn't believe that he was the one doing it all. Like, you know, it's he didn't live those experiences. And so where they bring this all together, where, what I think is happening and which has been kind of been confirmed is that they're gonna do a soft reboot of the Marvel universe at the end of the secret wars movie and it's going to be the way they bring the x-men into everything and they can tie everything together It'll and start fresh
0: cosmic bomb at the end of time that resets everything it's going to be something redonkulous well you're well, you, ca- you you got to
1: catch you gotta catch up on loki is all i'll tell you about that
0: well, speaking of x-men though we can end it on this i one movie that i am very excited to watch is deadpool 3 I cannot wait for that to come out. Speaking of adult adult Marvel content, oh yes.
1: I'm I'm just worried we're going to be disappointed.
0: Oh,
1: I'm worried that they're building it up to be too much. So. I guess yeah, we'll see I, when is that. It's like
0: Phoenix is gonna be in it and, mm-hmm. like, and all those original X-Men characters, like the original cast. I don't know how they're gonna pull that And
1: out. one of the latest things was that Wanda Scarlet Witch is gonna be in it. Like I feel like they may end up doing an adaptation of Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, and it's Deadpool Kills the Sony Universe. And you he kills off friend. a lot of those characters. <laughs> it's
0: so funny though.
1: <laughs> so it which which I think will be hilarious. You get everyone all excited about all these cameos. And it's cameos just for him to kill people,
0: just slaughter,
1: like, just slaughter. Pretty much, pretty much. there's so, like
0: half of them in the first five minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. just going through time. Right well,
1: that's what they did in the last Deadpool movie, where they introduced the idea of X Cable and X Force, and everyone was all like, "X Force is getting on the big screen. This is awesome." And they jump out of the plane, and it doesn't go so well. I they, really they-
0: hope that Daniel Radcliffe. He gets Wolverine. That's he not going to happen. A
1: Wolverine in this
0: movie at the end of it. Oh,
1: come I'm, on. Not, I'm not even going to debate that with you. He said it's not happening. It's not it, going to happen.
0: He could pull it off though.
1: It's not going to happen.
0: Why not? Why? Why do you think he turned it down?
1: Because too many people want it. I don't think they offered it to him. I don't think they want him to do it. They nah. don't have the money to pay Daniel Daniel Radcliffe Radcliffe to play Wolverine. It's going to be a nobody. It's going to be no. They're going to try. It's going to be a, and no- and be a nobody.
0: Yeah, I should apply for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's where we should wrap this up. I think that'd be great. Just okay. make sure you share that so we can talk about it on here.
0: Okay. 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 We'll see. Okay. We're we'll it there.
1: So, so with that, everyone, well, no, we got to say goodbye. Oh, you know, just okay. Sorry. Podca- see, John, although he has a podcast, apparently doesn't realize at the end of the podcast, you should say, Hey everyone, thanks for listening this week. It was really great to have you here, even though we were just two rambling idiots tonight. And we hope that even though that happened tonight, you'll come back next week. Cause we promise next week is going to be way better. We promise it's next week. We're going to be doing things that a lot of you have been asking for. So many of you have been asking for what we're doing on next week's episode. So you better listen and there'll be a deal. And you're, we're going to share the one secret that you need to change your life in next week's yes. episode. So you make sure you catch us on the next episode of a lot to swallow. Tulu. loo.